Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Traveling Artist Podcast. This podcast is about leisure travel and the different experiences we all have when traveling, as well talking about our journeys through life and representation of Canadian arts and culture. I'm your host, Easton Berendrat. In this week's episode, we have Brooke Clark joining us. She is charismatic, humorous, and a down-to-earth friend. Brooke goes to the University of Guelph and resides in Guelph, but is originally from the United Kingdom. She is passionate about traveling, learning new things, and also being creative when challenged. Recently, Brooke was a part of the creative development and the behind the scenes work on Retro Runway through the University of Guelph, showcasing ethical and sustainable fashion. So let's get started. Hello. Oh my gosh, hi! How are you? (laughs) I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. It's actually nice to hear your voice again, even though that sounds a little bit weird, but it's nice to hear a familiar voice. (laughs) You know, it's literally almost been a full year since we've spoken. It's, I guess, no, that's not true. I guess, yeah, yeah, kind of. (laughs) Um, It's been honestly, like, so up and down. I feel like overall, it's been really good, though. Like, no, but that's good. I mean, we have to have positive vibes now, and essentially, hopefully, this will end come the fall or at least for the next winter coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I do feel really hopeful, though. I feel like things are going pretty well, like COVID and like vaccine wise. Like, I'm double vaccinated, everyone in my house is double vaccinated. So it's just, you know, you can finally like breathe a little bit. Right, exactly. I'm getting my second dose, I think, August 1st, I want to say. I think that's right. So it's slowly but surely catching up. But I mean, that's good. What What did you do over the winter? Was it mostly school online? Did you work at all? Um, a little bit of both. You know me, keeping busy. But, <laughs> um, I was in four courses. So I was just doing a normal winter semester. And then I also was working. So I was working for the university um, in a research lab doing like dry bean stuff. So that was really interesting. Nice. Um, But yeah, I also was doing a bunch of like club stuff and just like January, February for me was so crazy because I was like applying for my summer job. So I was like LinkedIn, go, 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 resume, (laughs) resume, resume. (laughs) Um, but it paid off in the end. So, but I was very busy. What about you? Were you crazy busy this winter? Were you still in, um, were you still at West? Yeah. So basically right. what happened is like, I think it was like at least two weeks after we finished this season um, at the farm, I had two weeks to like literally pack everything up and like be ready to travel again, which was so weird during a pandemic as well, because. Yeah, I can't imagine right? Like you're asked so many questions, you have to fill out uh, like uh, questions and files before you board. And even coming home, it was a little bit different just because it was in a different province this time, but kind of the same thing. And like more enhancements of screenings and going through uh, security checks or like now they call it COVID checks. So that was interesting to see from like a hospitality and tourism point of view. But I don't know. I'm interested in a lot of things, (laughs) but yeah, over the winter I was out in Kananaskis and then I got to see, um, basically Banff, Canmore, Calgary in like winter because I've only seen it in the summer. So 
technically, if you want to say I've done a full year in Alberta, I could say that, but I've seen both major touristy seasons. Yeah, I remember seeing your posts and it looked awesome. Like, <laughs> it looked amazing. Yeah, and it actually, um, it wasn't that cold per se. I think we only had a couple weeks where it was like negative 30. Uh, the one week we got down to negative 50, which was absolutely Whoa. insane. And some of the staff housing pipes burst, but luckily none of the guests, um, like the hotel, their pipes did not burst. And it is fairly old, so we were kind of lucky in that sense. But it was... It was interesting. It was very hectic. And uh, I think, like you said, very chaotic uh, winter, but I'm happy mm -hmm. to be back. Yeah, sometimes it's good to come back home. You know, it just feels like it just feels right. <laughs> right, exactly. And I mean, as I was taking off, I was like, oh, well, you never know, I might be back for a vacation come the fall or maybe next winter. But uh, I'm hopefully planning maybe to adventure out to BC or even out east next. Oh, that's so exciting. You never know. The possibilities are endless now with everything opening up. Right. But yeah, I would love to do some traveling too soon as well. I feel like because I've been working at home since. Oh, gosh. It's actually not been that long. I started working at home in the, su the summer semester. So I started in like April. Um, okay. So it's really not been too bad just because the research job I had before required me to go on campus. But it was almost so daunting to go because I was like the only one so you would walk through the campus and like nothing was maintained it was like a ghost town yeah honestly like I would go like I had keys to my building and I would like park in the empty parking lot like walk up unlock it walk through the halls that are like dimly lit because a lot of the lights were off to save power and then I would go to my room and then I would just do my work and I would come home <laughs> it's almost yeah I know like it's almost like the apocalyptic version where like you're the only one living in the area you're the only one traveling around and you're like okay like where is everything where's everyone this doesn't feel normal <laughs> mm -hmm. oh for sure yeah I felt like I had it was post-apocalypse and I survived and I was just trying to do regular people things <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, but that's another thing that it's also the reason why I started the podcast in the first place was um, everyone's passion for travel. And especially um, COVID has really tested uh, our mental and physical capacity about not getting to travel. But where would you go once everything's open, money is not an object, and you can do whatever you want? Maybe what are three destinations or three countries you would want to go to? Oh, wow. <laughs> Great question. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I would head straight to Austria, to Vienna, to live out my Sound of Music dreams. Yes, <laughs> you and me both. I know. I actually um, got accepted to go to Boku. It's like a university in Vienna for next semester. Oh, my God. So I'm not sure. I have to decide if I, like, want to go still um, with everything going on and stuff. And it will be my last semester. But I'm definitely thinking about it seriously. <laughs> yes. Um, but if I don't go, I will be. That'll be my first stop on my next trip, 100%. Nice. Um, yeah, it just looks so beautiful. And 
I don't know, I've always loved the sound of music, the movies since I was younger. And I just, I just have to go up on that hill, spin around a little bit. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. You and me both just like yes. going to the house and seeing yes. like everywhere they filmed. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay, go that on. That would be beautiful. <laughs> okay. I would definitely go there. I really want to go to Japan really badly. <laughs> okay. Um, interesting. I would- I would, I know that's so different, right? I really want to go during the cherry blossoms, um, yes. which I believe is in the spring. Don't quote me. That definitely could be wrong. But it just seems so, there's just so much stuff there that's just so different from us over here. And I just want to go and like experience it. That's like always been something I really wanted to do. Nice. No. And especially seeing a different culture, environment, atmosphere, and kind of living the lifestyle that they're used to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they just have so much like history and it's just so, it's just so cool. I'm personally think it's so interesting. So yeah, I would love to go there. You can totally come on this trip with me. We go hit up Vienna. Yes, we go to please. Japan. Like um, almost like a European Asian tour. It's fusion. Yes. It would be just a global tour. I'll go everywhere. <laughs> um, oh, that's tough. I don't know where my last destination would be, but I definitely... It's got to be Italy. Like, it just has to be oh. Italy. <laughs> and they're wanting a lot more people to come because, obviously, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, they they uh, they were probably the first ones to shut down, I think. And everyone was in shock about how clean uh, the canals were because mm-hmm. nothing was going on. And I think they want to keep it that way. So I don't know if it's a law or it's like a bill or something just passed that they're not going to allow so many tourists in at once and especially cruise ships to keep those canals and basically the city clean again. So that's going to be interesting to see, but I would love to go to Italy or just Venice in general. Mm -hmm. I just feel like, personally like growing up I just hear so many like I used to love like movies about like Greek mythology or like Roman like stories so I just feel like I want to go to like Pompeii we gotta go drink all the wine go to Rome see the Colosseum um just because I've never been to Italy so I like would have to hit all of the pizza places all the gelato places all the beautiful vineyards I can I'm literally seeing I'm in Milan right now and I'm like shopping but I'm broke (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. And then throw Kaya in there as well. Oh, she's just, definitely there. <laughs> I can just picture. But would you ever go to Greece as well and live out your Mamma Mia? Uh, oh, yeah. Next. And vibe? <laughs> if you had given me four destinations, that would be next. We're actually going to watch Mamma Mia tonight in my house. <laughs> once we're yes. done this podcast. So I know. Real question though. Did you okay. prefer Mamma Mia 1 or Mamma Mia 2 or both? Mm, okay hot take so Mamma Mia 1 will always be better because Meryl Streep's in it Mamma Mia 2 I think I love is it Daisy Ridley is that her name I think so that's actress I love her I think she's so brilliant and just like such a good singer and all the songs are really good but I think it just is missing Meryl Streep and they have Cher in that one though so it's like oh I don't know that's so tough I know. And especially the first ones, like I always say the originals are probably, or most, most, uh, mostly the better ones of it or of yeah. them. So, I mean, yes, it has share. You see Meryl Streep at the end. Yes. Everything's fine and dandy, but it's like 
the it's number one the number yeah. always the first one is the better one yeah <laughs> I do always cry at the end of Mamma Mia too though when um Meryl yes. Streep's like singing to her daughter and she's just like my love my life and I'm like, ah! it just makes me so happy Oh my gosh. Now, would you ever do, because I've been looking at working holiday visas either in England or Australia and New Zealand, but would mm-hmm. you ever do a working holiday visa as well? Oh my gosh, I definitely would. See, the thing is for me, I don't know if you remember this from last year uh, when we worked together, but I actually am still a British citizen, so I wouldn't have to get a holiday visa to go yes. to the UK. Um, which would be cool. If I went to Australia, I believe I definitely would. But um, no, I definitely would do it. I definitely would do uh, both. I would do Australia and get the visa or I would go to the UK and just work because I'd be a citizen. But um, yeah, I think that would be amazing. I feel like just because I'm graduating next year, it's like just coming two semesters are my last ones. I've been thinking about so many different things and like I feel like they don't tell you like when you're in school or even like high school, like all the possibilities and like opportunities that you can have or create for yourself. And I feel like I'm just realizing them now. So I'm just, I know. And just, I feel like traveling is so important. Obviously it's hard. Like if you're really tight for money or you can't afford it, but I always do try to save a little bit for travel just because I feel like it's an invaluable experience for everyone. And the trips that I've gone on so far, like I've cherished like forever, like I'll never forget (laughs) any of the trips I've been on it's not even too many right but that's where you you like we've talked about on the podcast before and like you're saying is that you see people in their own countries that you go to living an authentic their basically their life an authentic lifestyle and you're Mm -hmm. learning and you're seeing the different cultures and you kind of take a step back and you're like wow like compared to what we have back home to this it's very different per se or you appreciate the small things that they don't have but you have back home and like kind of I don't know it's always a learning opportunity when you go to a new place or see a new country for the first time just to compare the two but also to have fun obviously as well but I like you said I think we're both in tune with like the history finding it very interesting but also learning how it all came to be. Yeah, and I definitely feel like, especially traveling, like, anywhere, like, east of North America, um, well, I mean, the world's a circle, so, like, anywhere apart from North America, really, it's just so crazy, because I feel like here, everyone's, like, school, grow up, work, like, work, 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 and then you're, like, old, whereas then I feel like in so many other countries, it's, that's not a standard, like, your life is kind of more important, like, I Oh, I, I wish I remembered this properly, but I believe it's in Spain. They have like a lunch break that where every, all the shops close. Do you know what oh, I'm talking about? I think so. Yes. I can't. It we're has all... a name. No, I can't yes. remember it. I think, isn't it where like all the shops close and then they can do whatever they want and then they come back to it, I think is how it works. Yes. I, it has a name, but I just totally, it's escaping me right now. But I remember when I learned about that in a class I was like that concept was so foreign I was like that's crazy like they leave work like how do people do things but then you see like those people are so happy because they're just able to like enjoy the simple things in life and like go speak to their friends and spend time with their family and like cook and just enjoy what's around them whereas and I feel like in North America it's more like work here so your bones are like right. breaking. 
it's very different and that's where like like we've talked about is that you see the differences you see you see the comparisons and you kind of take a step back and appreciate what you have what you don't have and kind of have those small realizations in the moment as well (laughs) yeah it makes me want to move I do love Canada (laughs) so I won't I won't say I don't but uh it just makes me want to uh no go ahead go ahead (laughs) oh it just makes me want to move I don't even know where but like just to like do like a little like you know like the nomadic lifestyle where you just like move somewhere stay there for a couple months like move somewhere in the next place like wherever it takes you yeah and like have that I don't want to say have a revolving door but have a lot under your belt per se like experience wise Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it definitely would depend if I could get a remote working job <laughs> for sure. But even at that, you can go to a place and if you speak the language or if you learn the language and immerse yourself, you could totally get like an entry level job and you would pick up on everything so quickly. And I feel that we are very lucky in a sense because we speak English and wherever you mm-hmm. go nowadays, a lot of people or a lot of companies, especially in hospitality and tourism, they want if it's in a country that doesn't have English as um, a mother tongue, or um, if it's a foreign language in another country, then they want to hire people that can speak it fluently. So, I mean, we have, Mm -hmm. we have that as well. Yeah. Which is like, so great. I'm trying right now. I obviously everyone in Canada knows like a little bit of French, but I'm like trying to keep my French going, which is like so difficult just because (laughs) I was never very good at it, but I also took an Italian class last summer. I don't ask me to speak any, I I probably can't, but at the time I was really developing my different language skills. So I feel like that's something as well that I think the people that I surround myself with like value as well, but I feel like for traveling in general, it's like if you can get a little bit of everything under your belt, why not? Yes, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. But another question that I um, have to ask is um, same with the locations, but a little bit different, but where would you want to go either with a group of friends or say it's like you, me, Kaya or or (laughs) university or like university um, friends and like graduates and all all that. But where would you want to go to either celebrate or like have a good time and like just have fun? Oh, that's actually kind of funny because me and my roommates were talking about it the other day and this is going to sound so cliche, <laughs> but we were like, wouldn't it be so cool if we could go to Ibiza? Like, wouldn't it be cool if we could party with us in Ibiza? <laughs> I know, oh I know. But we've been kind of getting into, like, Kaya's pretty into, um, like dance music and like EDM music whereas in like I'm more into like R&B and soul so we've been like exchanging music and like with our housemates and we've been like you know what this is actually so good like wouldn't it be so fun to go like dancing obviously we can't do that right now because COVID. but we were like wouldn't it be amazing when all these festivals open up um like in Canada and worldwide to like go to one and like really have fun and then I was like guys we should save up and go to Ibiza (laughs) I hear it's really fun there (laughs) 
<laughs> honestly and that's where like I've never done it before and I would like to get into it but like it's funny that you say that because music festivals are on my bucket list after everything does open up like going over right? to Amsterdam for their big one going to ever after um Tomorrowland mm. like just going to all these huge music festivals that like I see videos of and my one friend Vera she's from the Czech Republic and like she got me hooked over the winter on going to this and like kind of educating me more about it so like I'm ready to go I have the money like let's just book it and (laughs) go (laughs) I know I just feel like before like obviously who would have predicted like a worldwide pandemic virus well yeah I guess pandemic does mean worldwide but you know what I mean it's just been so crazy like I never before it happened would have predicted it and I feel like as like young people we put so much stuff off because it's like oh like I could totally go to like this concert but it's like oh I could save that money and like pay for school or like rent or like save it but I just feel like now I'm like so ready to obviously still save money don't get me wrong (laughs) I love budgeting (laughs) but to just say like caution to the wind like let's go do all these things because the thing is is like in a couple of years like I probably won't want to anymore and then like (laughs) then what am I gonna do like you might as well do them now and travel and experience like all those amazing like music and like culture and art like while you can because like you literally never know what's gonna happen right so it's it's funny that it did happen and we're realizing this now and it's I don't want to say it's kind of real quote-unquote but you're right (laughs) is that we get older and we kind of shift our mindset and shift our thinking and we put stuff off and obviously yes it's good to save like please save your money budget know how to spend your money (laughs) oh 100% big budget over here but like, it's, it's just funny how this came about. And like you said, like, we didn't really expect it. And we, we could put it off. But you, you, you can make money back, but you can't make experiences back. And like the age old saying goes. But that's where it's like, you know what, if I'm gonna have a nice night out with friends, or if I'm gonna go on like a trip, even if it's to the beach, or like we Airbnb it up in, I don't know, like Sable Beach or Grand Bend or Toronto or whatnot. It's like, I can't get that fun times that I had with friends or roommates or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatnot. But I can make that money back. I just can't make the experience back. So it's something to think about. And not many people do. But it's now I think people will. Yeah. And like, one thing I wanted to mention to you, because I feel like you're going to love this. Um, it's like, that is so true. And I like totally believe that. And I feel like it's really opened my eyes. Like the past year has been two years. I don't even know, <laughs> like year and a half, let's say. But I feel like even though, I mean, I feel really grateful just because the position I'm in currently is I live in a student house with people that I'm really close with and like people I like love and cherish my oh my four roommates Kaya's not here right now but she was here (laughs) for the summer (laughs) but ever since we moved in last year which was the basically the beginning of the pandemic like even though we can't go to like festivals or like do the things we'd usually do we've still been like trying to like quote-unquote live it up so anytime there's a holiday anytime there's a birthday anytime there's anything we like do whatever we can to like have our little celebration the five of us so last year we started with uh, our one roommate's birthday, Megan, we did uh, like a mystical forest theme. So we all like, she really wanted that. So we all dressed up and it was super fun. Aww. And then we did our Christmas card. So we like decorated the whole house with like Christmas decor and we got like matching pajamas and we had like 
we always did crafts because we're all pretty like DIY. So we like made our own little stockings and like hung them up in the back because I wanted to send oh like Christmas, Christmas cards to my family, like in Scotland. So we took some photos and then that like has just snowballed like all year. So we did New Year's. We did like we got some Dollarama decorations. It was just us. And we ended up going down to the river in Guelph uh, for New Year's and having a little toast and like doing a little like drop some like uh, write little things we want to let go and like burn them at midnight and then cheers so we did that and then we did like my birthday we did an apres ski so we dressed up again and we cut out snowflakes and did some crafty decor this one you'll love so for kaya's birthday we surprised her she literally cried we did a harry potter theme which was our (gasps) best one we had the great hall we had the floating candles we had i created the triwizard cup we had all the banners we made from like fabric we got at lens mills we made all these like little kitschy like harry potter like snacks like the golden snitch like all this stuff we had sorting hat cupcakes we all dressed up as different characters and then we watched the last movie because we had been watching the movies leading up to it oh my gosh i want to i want to do this this sounds so much Um, fun but yeah we've done so many other ones and we did like galentine's day where we all made like a little presentation about like something to do with love we've learned as like a joke so we decorated and we all got dressed up in pink but even though like we haven't been able to do so many things oh and we did pride two years in a row now that was a really good one yes yes <laughs> we did it outside so it was yeah it was really good and we make a lot of the decor just like get it from the dollar store and it's always so much fun because even though we can't have like all our friends here or like go do crazy things like at least we can celebrate like all the milestones that we're missing like together exactly and that's where you can have like you can be crazy you can be wild and like you said you can have fun with it from the smallest things that you're making into the most extravagant of Mm -hmm. like of parties basically and yeah and we didn't do like have like the craziest decor but we we're all pretty crafty there's five of us we all contributed (laughs) like it was really good I do feel a little bit bad for people who aren't in that situation and aren't having as much fun during the pandemic like I know that definitely is not the best but I do feel like if you're able to make the most of it like that's just the best way to go exactly Um, because like it's been over a year and a half like we're gonna hit two years soon like imagine that two years just feeling like a blink of an eye and it being almost wasted like that's horrible right because like when you think about it i I'm thinking like, oh, 2019 was basically two years ago now. And Mm -hmm. 2020 was last year. And we're, I hate to say it, but we're halfway through summer, which is so disappointing to say. I know. It's like, oh my gosh, I thought 2021 just started. And now we're like almost into August at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit wild. Would you say though, I feel like, I know this isn't on topic of travel, but I feel like every year I go around the sun, it feels like the that next year goes a little quicker and a little quicker. And I'm like, oh, man. Yes. <laughs> I'm not the only one who thinks about that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because I'm like, I feel like when I was younger, a year felt so long. And now I'm like, oh, like, don't worry, we'll do that next year. And that's like, boom, boom, boom. Next right. year is here. <laughs> I feel like it. It's it's when you start being an adult. <laughs> that adulthood and I feel like it does go a lot faster than you want it to go because I mean 
I I was hoping I would go around and do my Canada and United States like road trip because I was turning 21 last year. 21 is the legal mm-hmm. drinking age in the state. So I was like, oh, I get to do this. And now it's like, oh, wow, I'm turning 22 this year. Like, like you said, boom, it's a whole blink of a year gone. And yeah. you, like, we don't know when it's going to open up again, but we'll, we'll, ha- we'll see you. Mm-hmm. You know what you should do? I would suggest a Vegas themed party <laughs> wherever you're living. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. Oh, but okay, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of crafty and very much DIY and design, I wanted to touch on um, your project that you were working on um, okay. last year throughout this year, and it was Retro Runway. Is that right? Yeah. You got oh, it. T- do you want to talk um, just about that? Because it's it's with the University of Guelph, correct? Yeah. Um, so this, it was probably like the end of December, like early January uh, of this year. Um, I follow a lot of the university, like Instagram and like pages on my phone. And I saw one one day and it um, was through the um, clubs basically saying they were looking for graphic designers, basically like volunteer graphic designers for this club called Retro Runway, which I had um, heard of before. And I'm kind of like, you know, like designy, like arty. You are. Don't don't shy away from it. You You are. I I really love that stuff. I feel like that's definitely something I'm like super passionate about. And I do feel like I am like decently good at it. (laughs) So I emailed them right away and I was like, Hey, like I really love the graphic design. feel like I could totally help you guys out. And they were like, yeah, sure. So I got onboarded to their um, team pretty much right away. And then after the first couple of weeks, just because they had a meeting every week. And so I like met everyone and kind of got more of a feel for their projects. Um, It was basically a whirlwind to the end of March, basically. So (laughs) as you saw, I was posting. So I was doing the social media for them. And then the um, I was working with uh, two other individuals for the graphic design and layout of the whole magazine. Okay. And so the magazine was Retro Runway, which was like an ethical summary of fashion and fast fashion. Okay. So we had um, basically all the club members uh, basically contributed something. So we had a handful who were really passionate about writing and about um kind of like journaling their experience and like uh, doing a lot of research. So they were the ones that created the articles, which were so amazing. And um, we also had a few girls who were really into photography. So the previous year, the retro, it was called Retro Runway because they actually did a fashion show okay. um, because they, because it wasn't COVID. So they um, <laughs> had a bunch of local businesses, um, brands, people from the school who um, were passionate about like slow fashion and more ethical and sustainable alternatives. So they had them like come in and create pieces or nice. showcase pieces they already had, um, which was like amazing. So I actually didn't go to that last year because I didn't know about it, which I feel silly now. But I uh, saw the photos and some videos and it looked amazing. Um, so obviously this year they wanted to do something similar, but they um, couldn't because of COVID. So they decided uh, on a magazine, like a virtual mm-hmm. um, magazine so that uh, it could be distributed for everyone. Um, so that's obviously where I came in with the graphic design stuff. Um, and we also did, uh, because it was part of the university. So we're not allowed to like generate any profit like for ourselves. So we couldn't sell the magazine. So we decided to do, um, basically anyone could read the magazine. So everyone had access to all the information and the resources and just like the amazing articles and photos by like 
all these amazing people that go to the university. Um, but we had people, uh, if they wanted to donate or um, fundraise for us, uh, and we recommended a bunch of Guelph local organizations. Nice. So we had the um, Guelph Back Black History Organization we had out on the shelf, which is the um, LGBTQ plus um, support resources in Guelph, uh, one of the support resources in Guelph. We did like the Wellington Women's uh, Women in Crisis Shelter. Um, and then we also had we had one other one, it's escaping me right now. Oh, we had the, oh, I can't remember, but it was like a food bank one. Um, no, that's awesome. And like, like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> there's just so much. Um, it was such a busy time. But yeah, we basically recommended there, but if they donated and proved, uh, showed proof to us of any organization in their own community or anything they were passionate about, we would accept that as like donation um, which would be entry into some like fun prizes that the people who contributed to our magazine like donated to us. Um, so like I had a really good friend, you've probably seen her all over my Instagram as well. Her name is uh, Julia and she runs Swift de Vivre, which is a uh, earring and jewelry business involved. Oh, yeah. Her stuff is, yes, her stuff is amazing. So I even pulled her in and I was like, do you want to be in this magazine? And she was like, of course. So, yes. um, <laughs> so I was like, come on, like, give me some photos. I'll totally put you in. Um, but yeah, we basically it was a whirlwind because I joined and they were like, oh, we actually need this done in a month and a half. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it was, Hold on. No. But like being a part of like that and I don't want like being a part of a project like that is very interesting and intricate because you see so many layers going into it, so many people working on it. And like, as you're talking about it, I'm just having like many flashbacks to, it's almost like you were in the live or the real version of like the Devil Wears Prada per se. Oh my gosh, I wish. I love that movie, by the way, Meryl yes. Streep. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. But it's almost like you were working towards a very rewarding cause. Like you say, donating to all these different um, local communities and um um, like the food bank or the LGBTQ um, group or the women's shelter and so on and so on. And including maybe uh, places and people that didn't really have a voice before. And especially with COVID going on, people have been supporting local. So it's really, it's really nice to see that this has been done um, very uniquely as well. Um, having like having students and young people work on it as well. Plus with the whole fashion industry with sustainability and the environment, that's a positive as well too. Yeah. And even I like, I like to, you know, thrift and like get secondhand where I can like trade clothes with my friends, like big fan of Facebook marketplace. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> like do that stuff wherever I can. And I feel like I would say I'm like an intermediate, like sustainable fashion person. Oh, right. I don't usually oh, buy, or like a, a beginner to intermediate. Like I definitely am not perfect, but I do feel like the majority of stuff I own has already been owned by someone or it was a piece that I was like, this will last a really long time. So I'm like willing to invest. But even I felt like I learned so much from just like, obviously I had access to all the articles and like laying them out and doing the designs for them and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I just felt like my eyes were open so much to like a plethora of just things. And it was even in our meetings, we would talk about it a little because mostly I end up being in the design meetings, but in the actual club meetings. And it just was like 
insane. <laughs> no, and you always, you, you go into it not knowing what you're going to expect per se until you actually start hearing it and learning about it too. And a lot of people don't know how to do it. So it's almost a guideline or like you said, potentially like a beginner's book or a beginner's magazine um, to put out there for people to uh, read about because I was reading some of the articles as well and it, it was very interesting to read and just see the final product that you were creating so it is somewhat a guide for people to start doing it well yeah and that's why we decided ultimately to make the magazine like a free resource and not have to donate to get the magazine just because we thought like why like restrict people. And that's why I like put it on my Instagram, my LinkedIn, because I was like, even if only a few people actually like read the articles and like, look at this, I feel like it's still so interesting and like eye opening. So why not? Exactly. And it's also something that's going to never, I mean, it's going to be on the internet basically forever. So it's something that people can look at. And like, I, I do love when people ask me about it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm so proud that I was able to be a part of that amazing project. Cause I got to meet some like amazing girls. Um, cause it was all girls on the team. Right. But and it's that's just, where, yeah, that's where you walk a wild, walk a wild, wow. <laughs> walk, walk away proud. There we go. Well, yeah. And it definitely like, it was amazing to have the support of the um, girls that were doing the design as well, just because we were all kind of on a crunch and we knew like we were all full-time in school, like working, like and trying to like contribute to this. And like for me, even like, cause I was doing the social media, like I would literally wake up like early, I would start to make the post. I would like prep all the hashtags, like prep the story, like prep the like animation. And then I would post it. And then I would just start my classes, <laughs> go to work, go to bed. Oh, but I mean, you were also like, that is also a job that someone is doing in real life too, like an influencer per se. So you you can <laughs> right but you are an influencer as well I'm wow. not gonna lie like oh, I thank was, you I was just seeing your um your cool Instagram your recent ones that you like literally just posted before this with oh. like <laughs> and birthdays I was like oh my gosh look at her like that is so oh cool. yeah but that like, was one of our uh that was one of our birthdays it was our roommate Serena's and we did like an intergalactic like space cowboy oh. alien that's what it was. <laughs> no but like having having someone like also look up to you in that sense and like seeing what you're doing and also just what you had like especially with influencers what they have to go through and the behind the scenes of it is that people actually have to work really hard in order to build their platform and build their following and it is hard work so for you to do that plus school plus social life and then plus other things it I I totally give you props and I understand that it takes a lot yeah I can't I definitely wouldn't wanna it'd be cool to be an influencer but I wouldn't wish to be that it's so much work like people think social media is so easy but I actually like the magazine, the retro runway that I worked on actually helped me get the job I have now. So this summer oh, I do wow. like market, I do market research with the university. Mm -hmm. um, so I get to do like a bunch of different things. I do more like market research, like data work. And then I also do, cause they know about my like graphic design skills and stuff. I also get to help them with like postings or like actual more graphic projects. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> allowed me like that project was really helpful because it showed them that I can like do that kind of stuff, which was like really amazing. Um, 
but it's hard work. Like it, people think that it's easy to just like whip up like graphic posters or like a pamphlet or like a post. But I feel like if you don't see what goes behind it, like you don't realize like all the thought that goes into like every color or every placement of things. Exactly. And that's where people need to realize like, you know what, it's a lot more, like you said, just pressing post or share, like you have to sit down and um, schedule a block of time in order to do all this. So, and I mean, on the flip side of that as well, it helps for getting your jobs, like, especially with LinkedIn, posting that on LinkedIn or posting that um, to your social platform, like even if it's personal and just your friends or like potential colleagues will see that. It's amazing because like you said, you can, or not you can, but it can help you get your next job or get your next placement or get your next whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if there's a project, like it doesn't have to be like a graphic design thing or like a magazine thing, it could literally be anything. If you're passionate about something, you should, if you have time or you should make time for that just because even though the magazine had was about fashion and had nothing to do with my job now like people like can see the passion and can see the effort and I feel like people are always interested in that and they're interested in speaking to you about that and that's how you can build connections like I feel like that's what you're doing with your podcast like you must put in so much work and effort and it's like really showing through yes exactly and I mean I I mean it's not a magazine but it is still like planning about who's coming on next month or when are the posts going to be taken or um taken or oh my gosh I can't even talk tonight uh (laughs) that's okay a lot (laughs) of stuff to think about honestly right it is a lot of like it's a lot to think about as well just to plan and then actually execute and then actually share it with your audience or your following so it is Mm -hmm. it is a lot and people have asked me before like are you are you feeling stressed about it are you worried about it some days or like is it fun I was like yes it's always fun but you also have to hold yourself accountable as well to get it done exactly just because I feel like in life like there's no one holding you accountable like if you want to do something then and you can make time for it you should totally put all your effort into that and I guarantee, like, I believe that, like, something good will always come out of it, whether that be meeting a new person, having a new experience, like, learning something or getting, like, a new opportunity. Like, who knows? Well, thank you so much for having me. That was so great. Um, Yes, thank you. But have fun tonight. Go watch Mamma Mia. Remember to sing and dance. Always, always, always. All right. We'll see you later, Brooke. Brooke and I had an amazing conversation talking about travel and where we would go, what went into Retro Runway and being able to pull everything off, but also how something like that can help and build your career as well. If you'd like to get to know Brooke some more, you can follow her on Instagram at Brooke Clark with two R's. Thanks again for listening. For more information, follow us on Instagram at the traveling artist double underscore. Have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget, stay humble and live your life in the moment. We'll see you later.